podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. (laughs) You love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Ah, oh, you caught yourself out. You caught yourself out. You didn't know when it was ending. I didn't know <laughs> no, that's, you, that's you off the list. That's you. You're cut. Um, I'm, I'm starting way too happy in this podcast for a lot of people's likings. I'd say. Um, welcome to the Red Reaction. Uh, Liverpool nil, Burnley won at Anfield tonight. Liverpool's first loss at home in the Premier League since April 2017. Um, with me, I have got Grizz, I have Ray Dicko, I have Andy Young, and obviously, I'm I'm here myself. Um, I I was half expecting at about ten to ten a few messages going. I can't do it. Sorry. Um, yeah. You know, there's a leak in the kitchen or whatever it might be. But look, we're here to try analyse this game. We're here to um, look over it. I'm look at it a bit deeper, I think, because there's issues there. Um, we've seen them over the last couple of weeks. They've kind of come to a head tonight. Um, we'd like your opinion on it. If you're in the chat, please hit the like button on your way in or on your way out. We've just done a tweet to say we're going live. If you're on Twitter and you can bang over to get over there, you'll see that tweet and give it a retweet and we get as many people in as we can. Um Right, let's go. Um, Andy, I'm going to start with you. And usually with these, I start with the lineup. But, you know, I don't, I think we kind of skip over that because, you know, Henderson doesn't make it. Matip and Fabinho at the back. Thiago and Aldem. Oxley Chamberlain gets a game. And then he goes with Origi, um, Shakiri, and Man, Man AR. Sorry, Oxley, the other way around, whatever way you want to put it. But, Andy, I'm going to put it out there. Um, like, I was, flabbergasted at that side I'm going to be honest absolutely flabbergasted because I was of the opinion that you need these players to play their way back into form but I'm just wondering is it just the case of players just don't have anything in the tank and they can't play their way back into form yeah I was a little bit surprised to see two of the front three dropped all at once you know at once um, I thought Bobby was due a dropping or, or Salah might be due a dropping but for the two of them to get dropped and for Shakiri to play in a position that like he's a little bit better um, behind the front three, picking up the ball and running with it. This team are missing someone that can actually carry the ball. One of the most dangerous moments in the whole um, match was when Ronaldo carried the ball. And the team are just lacking a huge amount of confidence at the moment. And Klopp is trying everything he can. Took a measured risk tonight with the lineup. Uh, it didn't pay off, but is it any different than any performance that we've had in the last four or five games? Is it any different in terms of... Um, the lack of invention, lack of ideas. 
let's say he could have played the same he could have played a stronger team and the same shit would have happened so that's the way it goes um don't know what, uh, what more to say about the lineup. I don't normally get too pissed off at lineups. We've a squad there uh, of twenty, you know, twenty odd that you should be able to pick eleven to be teams like Burnley. But the, yeah. the sort of form we're in, uh, every game is a is a big ask at the moment. Mm. Um, Graham Doyle says he's actually confused uh, at this stage as to what's going on with us it's going to be tough to keep up with the comments I'm, I'm going to be honest they're absolutely flying mm. in um, there's fans from other clubs in there as well which is I'm great not that confused um, though are we uh, oh, well I was just going to say I was going to put it out there I was saying to you before we went <clears> live and before I get the dick up and Grizz um, like I, I don't I, I was trying to word it to you beforehand Andy as to how I feel and I, I said to you, I, I'm, I'm a bit comfortable with the situation we're in. And that might sound like, what do you mean you're fucking comfortable? Like, we've lost and we've, we haven't won in five or six or whatever it might be. But I'm comfortable because I kind of knew this was coming. You know, mm-hmm. when, when you see, when you see the, the, the deal we've been, we've been given, um, or the cards we've been dealt, I suppose, with, with the <clears> likes <throat> of injuries, you know, COVID to a couple of players are they still affected by it and just a loss of form um, it's for me it's a bit of a perfect storm I've said this a couple of times and and it's time to sit back and listen you're going to have to take abuse um, off fans <clears> of other clubs you're going to have to take the ire of people in the chat here or your mates or whatever it might be but I'm I'm of the opinion that look this is a bad bit of form you, you have to take it there's nothing you can do about it take your licks and just you know, I don't want to sound super fan, but I'll just continue to support the side. But continue to support the side, but just take it on the chin and go, yeah, it's a bad bit of form. We haven't experienced this in a long time. This is what it feels like to be a normal football side, football yeah. team with injuries Absolutely. and stuff like that. And and I think, like, for me, I don't like it. Um, I'm annoyed at the performance tonight in certain elements. But at the same time, I'm not letting people off the hook, the likes of Klopp or the likes of players. I'm not letting them off the hook, but I am kind of... At, a piece with the fact that they're struggling in in mentally, physically, um, and um, it's just one that you have to walk through. So that's where yeah. I stand on it. Um, Ramos Khalil mm-hmm. with a super chat. He says madness is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So why do we keep crossing balls against a stand a standing defense? No goal in four hundred and forty minutes. Hope we make the top four this season. Um, Grizz, I'm going to come to you because, like. Without, we, we can go through bits of the game but I think this one might be a bit more of a broader discussion around what's going on but I thought we just looked we just looked 10-15% off this and it's killing us that's what I think what do you think? I, I pretty much uh, agree with your opening statement. I wish I wish you came to me and I would have made that statement and I would have had something to add. <laughs> well, you would have if I had texted you beforehand. But... Um, you know, I might have tweeted it. But um, you you say 10, 15%. Yeah. I think I think you're being generous. I, I think we're way more than 10%, 10, 15% off. I think it's without a shadow of a doubt the most difficult period in Klopp's uh, Liverpool tenure. Um, considering everything. I mean, I know people are going to sort of go back to his first season where we, and go through the, the players we had and say, look how far we've come. Hmm. Um, <coughs> I get all that. But this is a, this is a, a really rough patch. And as you say, we're finally, um, after a couple of seasons of absolute elation and being sort of um, on top of the world, every game we were going into sort of 
texting each other 3-0, 4-0, 1-0, or even when we went up, you know, we had this sort of aura about us, even as a fan base of of elation, every game, every home game, packed out, every away game. We know, you know, mentality monsters. This is what it feels like to be, as Andy or I think Andy said or you said, like a normal football fan. Uh, you got to take the shit. Um, and we certainly are in the midst of a, an absolute shitstorm, Gav. There's absolutely no other way of, 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 of dressing it up. We're in the middle of an absolute shitstorm. Um, and if you're going to ask me, how do we get out of this? I'm going to say, Gav, I'm just a contributor to LFC Day Trippers. Um, you know, I haven't got the answers. If, 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 if Jurgen Klopp hasn't, doesn't seem to have the answers, I won't have the answers right now. Andy, Grizz mentioned Jurgen Klopp there. And, and, you know, in fairness, I looked at him tonight and I think I got a bit of a sense that he was, he's just going, I don't know where to go here. I don't know what to do. Did you get that feeling? Because and, and that might sound a bit harsh or making the sound make making him out to be a bit stupid. But I did get that kind of look where he's going, I'm trying everything here and it's just not happening. Um I said I said a while ago, um I wanted to see the the, the club we were familiar with back, you know, the smiles, the the enthusiasm, the, the things you're normally associating with celebrating the sideline and, and somebody told me to shut the fuck up in the comments. But like hmm. that's that's the that's the reality. Like Klopp, Klopp hasn't just looked like he has tonight, just from tonight. I mean, this is going on a while. The players don't seem the same themselves. Um, it like you know they they have suffered a, a, a huge impact with the likes of seeing Gomez getting injured the way he did, and seeing Van Dijk getting injured, and you know quite a few of the players have had COVID, and there's been other injuries here and there as well, and. It's always been little little uh, gaps we've been bridging to get us to where we are. And in the last four games, like it's just I suppose for everyone else has come to fruit. Liverpool have started to drop points, all our all the luck has ran out. Last season we just seemed to get be able to get results in games like tonight or in games like United. You know, you get a chance at the end, we, we are constantly using the term mentality monsters. But that element's just not there. The the team are dejected. The team are flush out of ideas. They're flush out of confidence. Um, like that, it's all in the comments. You know, you're chipping, clipping balls into the box for 90 minutes. It's not working. But that energy and that enthusiasm is just gone from them. And as we've said for a few weeks on this podcast, it's very hard to put your finger on where that is. Is it the injuries? Is it COVID? Is it the empty ground? Is it the hangover from that? Is it no preseason? Like, there's so many different things that it's not really going to be till things are back to normality. The, the, the crowd is, uh, the, the stadium is packed again and we have a proper preseason that you can kind of reassess and reevaluate what's going on. This could happen to anyone. Liverpool don't turn into a, a bad side overnight, but I mean mm. they can. They're they're human beings and they're entitled to. You look at the, you look at the energy they've shown for a few few years now, and the effort that has to be put in. Whatever you hide is an equal low, and you, you can't you can't go beyond the normal boundaries of highs without suffering a low, and that's what I feel is just happening at the moment. And it's accumulation of so many different things. And Klopp is gonna be—he's always the mirror of that team. If Klopp is—if Klopp is um, jumping around this, on the side of the pitch, you normally see a reaction on the pitch. The players just look like Klopp at the moment, and Klopp looks like the players. 
we have to just. I know it sounds like such a um a, a mediocrity acceptance merchant as got called a few times before when we were when we were growing. <laughs> But sometimes you have to just accept certain things in football. That is football. These things happen. And they will turn it around. And I said so many times when we when we are experiencing such great things, like enjoy it and look around and smell it in and because it doesn't last forever. And games like tonight and get and look, I thought I'm not gonna read a huge amount into the age. Our football is just crap at the moment. You know what I mean? I even if we were flying at this season, we are we are miles ahead. I don't think I would like I'd be bragging. But I, I think I, I I think you need to read more into it, Andy. Um because like the the certain players in that side and certain players that are, are coming into that side that just aren't showing up for me. You know, mm. and I don't want a single one single person out or, or, or two or you know, I don't want to have a go at just the easy ones to have a go at. But well, name a few no, I think it's a collect. Look, I think Gav, Andy, I think it's a collective. To be honest with you, you you were talking there, Andy, about mentality monsters. That was mentioned by the commentator there with five minutes to go. We were one nil down. Mentality monsters was brought out. Um, it just felt so hollow. I just never got the feeling that actually we were we were gonna we were gonna score there towards the end. That seems now to be something a little bit of the past and I'm not having a go. It's just the collective just seems to have disappeared that we had that ability to be able to galvanize ourselves. There was nothing in those last seven minutes. Um, I think the crowd has a lot to do with it. I think if that home record is about to go with seven minutes left and there's a crowd there, I, I can't see that that playing out the way it does. Now, maybe we don't score, but I tell you what, there's an absolute onslaught in, in at that cop end for those last seven minutes. Um, and we'll come away from that saying, well, look, we, we had a go and it just wasn't to be on the night sort of thing. But I, I think if you take the season as it is in stages, you know, we, we get off to a decent enough start and then, you know, we have the setback against Everton with the injuries. We we seem to overcome that. There's a bit of mentality monsters about how we then push on for the season. And then the crowds come back into the ground and there seems to be a little bit of momentum and a bit of feel good there. And I think it is papering up cracks which have now just emerged and uh, we're just not finding we're just not finding the solutions um to, to the uh, to the questions that are being posed to us. And uh, I'm kind of uh, Shawnee will be no doubt on these podcasts in the next few days saying that he's just looking forward to mm-hmm. August. I'm starting to come around to that idea that we just have to accept what, what unfolds over the next few weeks and months. No, you see, I, I disagree wholeheartedly. Um, <laughs> I absolutely disagree with that. And, you know, I, I, I don't think, I genuinely don't think Shawnee comes on this podcast and says that. <laughs> um, and if he wants to, if he's watching now and he wants to come on and say that, he, he absolutely can. But I wholeheartedly disagree because I uh, listen. I'm not here to defend Klopp or defend the players or the form or anything like that. But one thing I will say is that I would like to give them every opportunity in the next 18 league games or 19 league games um, to not put this right, but show that they're not. You know, this because people will tell you that they're finished, you know, and, and I, I will never write off a season for Liverpool. Ever. Um I simply won't. You know, I I could be wildly wrong here, but it'd be just like Liverpool, um, that you've seen over the last two to three seasons to absolutely just click 
in a game or two and go on a mad run and we're talking in 12, 13 games time with six to go that Liverpool are right in it. Now, having said that, in 12 or 13 games, we could be 15 points off the lead, 20 points off the lead because we're just having an absolute stinker. But that's the way things go. But I would never, under any circumstances, write this season off. And I think it's actually, um, I think it's an insult to to a manager and a set of players to have brought so much to everybody over the last two years to write off a season in January. That's just my opinion, though. Um, I think I've just to, just to come back on that. I think I'm sort of in the in the position now where I'm considering this like a regular season. And and you know there was a comment. He must have been reading my mind. There was a comment in there from I think it was Ar- I think it was Argit who said there's still an FA Cup and a Champions League in play as well. I'm not writing the season off. I still think there's things to play for. It might be that the league becomes um, uh, something that is beyond us in a few weeks' time, depending on how things play out. Because at the moment, the likes of City and United and, and Leicester are winning regularly. So let's see what happens in the next few weeks. But I, I'm kind of considering this almost like a regular the league's season. Beyond us. The league's beyond us. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... It's a stretch. It's a big stretch. Gonna, no, no, I'm not. it's not a stretch. I don't care if Gav says that he disagrees with you and he's going to f- and we turn this around whatever that's Gav's opinion and Gav's entitled to his opinion the league's out the league's let's not beat around the bush and say oh this there is there is fundamental issues going on with this team right now because this is I totally totally understand it's not a normal season and we've discussed the reasons why to, till death but you're absolutely right Ray there is enough FA Cup that we haven't won in ages and maybe we've been sort of aloof to even look at it as a trophy anymore worth playing, right? So maybe that mentality changes. And there's most certainly a Champions League tie with Leipzig that absolutely is winnable and we will 100% be up for it. And that is an absolute target for most. And that's a motivation. That Champions League is the, is the pinnacle of most major cl- No, yeah, most major clubs... I think the only cha- the only the only team in in world football recently that didn't want the Champions League as much as the was because of the history of the not winning the leagues for so long. But, but we've won the league. We're having an absolute stinker. Let's say it how it is, and it's an absolute stinker in the league. There's no way we're winning this league. You, people can clip this and and say, "Oh, you was talking absolute and you was reactionary and whatever." They can do what they want. We will not. It is a it is an absolute battle for top four, in my opinion. But the but the Champions League and the FA Cup suddenly be, take priority. They absolutely do, and you know, and you there's, think, absolutely, you, okay. there's absolutely no to play for. So can I'm not I ask you a question? Can I, can I ask you a question Let's then? Not say, oh, we can turn around the league. Do you think? Do you think Liverpool can win the Champions League, Chris? I hundred percent think we can win the Champions okay. League. Okay. Do you think we can win the FA Cup? If we get past Man United. Okay, so what you're saying to me is is that games, um, Champions League would be what, seven more games to win the Champions League spread over between now and, and May. You're telling me that Liverpool can't compete in the league but can switch around in the FA Cup and Champions League, is that what you're telling me? That's exactly what I'm telling you. Okay. It changes the mindset, it's all about mindsets. Our mindsets at the moment is scrambled and we need something different to focus it. And this is what I'm saying, a change of competition sometimes, and we've seen it before with other clubs, with other teams, sometimes a change of competition can just spark that sort of difference in mentality, a fresh approach. I don't know, but it can happen. And I truly believe 
we can still do that. So I'm not sitting here and saying we're an absolute awful team now and everything's gone to pop and FSG out and Klopp out. But what I'm saying is let's not sit here. Well, I'm not going to sit here and say the league's on. We can turn this around halfway. It's only halfway, blah, 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 blah. I'm saying the league is done. Take into consideration our form and the form of Man City and dare I say it, Man United. Mm. Well, Dunk says. Um, well, Dunks was telling me I was talking shit a minute ago, but he says it's a t- it's a fight for top four, and the title is gone. Let's be realistic. I think that's a very realistic thing to say, Dunks. What I'm saying is, you know, I, how realistic is it that Liverpool could go on a run um, and and click at some stage? I don't know how realistic it is. I I would err on the side of unrealistic, but I wouldn't write it off um, based on on previous seasons. Um, now previous seasons mean fuck all. Um, when you're in this situation, I get that. But what I'm, what I hold on to, and I've, as I've said, I'm comfortable in the position we're in because of all the elements. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. That's going on. Board but what I'm saying to you is Liverpool need a spark. And if they find that spark, you never, ever know. But I, I absolutely see a point about it being a top four um, chase and, and that being the most realistic thing at the moment. I absolutely get that. Um, a. Lauren just says, but can the team still make top four if they switch all their energy into another competition? That's a fair point as well. Andy, it's the style of play for me. That's that's probably the most frustrating. You know, if, if Liverpool come out and said, look, we're lacking in energy, we're lacking in confidence, form, whatever it might be, we're going to mix it up. We're going to stick two up front and we're going to play a 4-4-2, something different we've worked on. But it just yeah. seems to be like, get it and cross it, get it and cross it, get it and cross It's like, it's the easy way out for me, Andy, at times. You know, the easiest thing in football to do is just get your full back up the pitch a little bit, give it to him, let him launch in the box and see what happens. Um, surely that's frustrating you, yeah, Andy. Massively, yeah. It's like it's it's the lack of idea. I don't know who's going to come out and say, "Yeah, look, we're we're bollocks. We've no <laughs> energy." But um, it's it's evident on the pitch that they're they're flush out of ideas and they're flush out of confidence, and they're they're getting into positions. They're they're high at the pitch at one stage, like they've ninety percent possession over the last five or ten minutes, <laughs> something along them lines, and there there seems to. Be, a serious lack of balls. Some of the carry the ball. I said it earlier on. The most dangerous series just start talking to me there. Uh, the most dangerous uh, time of the, of the game was when when Ronaldo carried the ball past a few players, and that's what that's what you kind of need to do. Someone that's going to take the game with a scruff of the neck and um, take a chance. You see when Thiago comes into the team, maybe that's maybe that's the person that's going to do it. Unfortunately, he hasn't. Um, you know, you, you look at, you're, you're wanting someone like Naby Keita to come into the team and do something different. Uh, when Jotic was in the team, he was doing something slightly different. And we're just lacking, we're, we're just lacking that at the moment. And that's the kind of spark we need. And at the moment, that spark just doesn't exist. I can't wait till Jota's back, actually, because he's the one thing this season that's been good. Uh, it's the one thing that's sort of pushed other players on or asked questions of other players. I mean, if you look back, two months before he got injured, we were saying, why isn't he dropping Firmino for, for a Jota? Like, why isn't he this player getting into the team? 
I mean, it's it's actually incredible to think that we are that those questions were even being asked. Right now, he is in that team, and he's 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 forced on the he's forced on the on the first eleven. Yeah, you're right. Clipping balls very frustrating. And uh, clipping deep balls in against a team like Bournemouth, who are big, they're strong, they're used to that, and uh, they're shaped like up. There's candy bodies there. It was like giving candy to you. That yeah. first half was so brain dead. I could, I don't know about you guys, I could not believe yeah. that first half. Yeah, but whatever about um, whatever about doing the same thing again, over and over again, that the, the lack of the lack of quality when it was actually on, when it did go out to Trent, and he could whip the ball in behind them with pace and just hit straight at the first man. And that that's that's the problem you have. Like that's that when you have such an accumulation of problems, that that's the issue. You know, um, Trent gets the ball and normally so good in that situation, just doesn't happen for whatever reason. Robinson doesn't didn't get the chances to do that tonight. Yeah, you're dead right, Gav. It's it's frustrating to watch them over and over and over again. But with a team that's out of form, always looks lost. Yeah, the the thing yeah. is, like the two lads at centre back. Tarkovsky and, and me are probably is is most informed um, duo in the Premier League at the moment, and you know they were just they were mopping everything up, and I, I don't know. I mean, he obviously tried to do something different in terms of his team selection because he seen that we weren't you know we weren't we weren't doing it in the previous three games, um, but <clears throat> and so there were some shouts obviously in the WhatsApp before like if this goes badly it's all on Klopp and I think there's obviously a big element of that but the players that come in you know Origi Oxlade Chamberlain even Shakiri. well look Shakiri's been decent the last couple mm. of games but but they're just not they're just not the answer that it just shows how the squad isn't as deep as maybe we would have hoped it's deep right it is deep but I just don't I doubt I mean I know you said he changed it or he tried to change it I'm going to say he didn't try to change it enough in terms of system. Mm. He changed the personnel. And even the personnel he changed was scrambled thinking again from from the offset. As soon as that team lineup comes out, all of our reactions, I think everyone, and that's for the first time, we all agreed. And we looked at and focused on one player and we said, Divock. And that was a reaction of all of us. And the reason for that is because, A, he hasn't been close to the first team, mm. right? And B, there's a fellow we've bought there from last, from, for, for, for about 7 million from Red Bull, right, who played magnificent against us, settled in over the, over the end of the season. Um, and this season was supposed to be his sort of, you know, getting stronger and getting better. He plays away at Crystal Palace in the last game where we scored a goal. And not only scored a goal, we scored fucking seven. And he was lively and he was good. And since then, Ray, make it make sense for me or, or Andy or Gav. It makes, it makes no since sense, then, Chris. Since then, it's since then, Gav, this was the first 10 minutes he's had since then. And I'm not joking. He was probably the liveliest forward when he came on in those 10 minutes. Just his movement. He was buzzing around like a little bumblebee. They're absolutely yeah. brain dead on the pitch and Klopp is brain dead on the sideline. And it for me, it's very, very worrying. There's two ironic moments there. Two ironic moments there for me. One, the, the best opportunity, the guilt edge chance that, that fell was to Origi, the fellow who he trusted, and obviously he misses it. 
And the second ironic moment is the point at which he finally decides to throw his last, you know, his last card nice. at this Minamino yeah. is standing on the sideline waiting to come on and, 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 and Burnley get a penalty and score. And it's like that just some, those two moments just summed it up really. It, it really did like and Alex says there people are dying for Shaq he's not the answer and now people act like Taggy is the second coming of Rivaldo no oh, no no one's thinking <laughs> no one's going on like that Alex yeah. um, what I would say about Minamino is that when when you look at when you look at the team I think the first thing that will come across in the team despite where you have to play players we're, we're trying to fill gaps you know we are absolutely trying to fill gaps because you're losing your two centre midfielders to centre half you're trying to fill you're filling them in that gap and then you're trying to fill midfield you know with a player in Wijnaldum that has just ran into the ground um, by Liverpool and Holland this season you have Thiago that's only back from a, a longish ter- a medium term injury um, so he's trying to get back in you've actually Chamberlain that hasn't played much football either you know you've Shaqiri that hasn't played much football either but for me I, th- that's the one that annoys me Origi is not a Liverpool player I don't care what he's done in the past I don't care if people want statues of him outside Anfield because of the goals he scored they're all in the past he hasn't done a fucking tap for Liverpool since the European Cup final and that's the truth and not even that he hasn't done a tap and tried he doesn't try he doesn't sprint he doesn't chase he doesn't throw himself around he doesn't you know he gets a one-on-one tonight and he should score but but without, I'm not going to absolutely go mental on him. But Minamino, for me, is the attacker out of all of them. That would be the freshest to bring into this side. Now, I'm not saying he's the second coming of Rivaldo, as Alex says there. What I'm saying is, he might be the spark you need. He mightn't be, he mightn't get you 20 goals a season, but he might just rejuvenate one or two around him. He might take a bit of the workload off somebody because they're struggling. It's, it's a very weird, weird situation that, um, Minamino hasn't seen more football time and to be honest with you Curtis Jones hasn't mm. seen more because I can't for the life of me understand how Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is in that team ahead of Oxlade or, or he's in ahead of Min, or sorry I'm lost to here now Just I can't so. understand how Oxlade-Chamberlain is in that side ahead of Curtis Jones ba- based A on form B on availability Okay, and see on what they've both done over the last six months. I cannot understand it. You are trying to integrate a guy that's coming back from injury, okay, into a side that's struggling. Instead of using a guy that's that's got a bit of rhythm, he's had a couple of poor games, but who the fuck hasn't? You know what I mean? I I, I genuinely can't understand that. The Minamino one bemuses me, to be perfectly honest with you. It's like the Minamino one. Sorry, 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 Gav. I've got so much. Yeah, sorry, Andy, go on. Go on, Andy. I I just want your opinion on Minamino. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. It was, so, it was so good against Palace, and then we just didn't see him again. Up to that, then he hadn't started many games either. There's obviously something to do with his output and training that Klopp just doesn't like. He's just not fitting in with where he wants to wants him to be, what he wants him to do. It's a bit of a mystery. You know, it's easy for us to say, why doesn't Klopp play Minamino? Why is it question his decisions? Origi starts ahead of... Um, Certain players are, are we, we don't understand them, but we don't get to see the full picture. We don't get to see what medical staff are saying. I mean, if, if Minamino's not able to put 90 minutes together at high intensity, then clearly he's not going to start games. And and I think that's what it boils down to. It's just the, the big picture and the accumulation of all the inputs that uh, go into a player starting a football match. So I don't know what's going to happen in Minamino. I love him. 
I think he's he he's he's a bit of a spark when he is on the pitch, and he was he was decent when he came on tonight. <clears throat> There's obviously something else going on. You have to accept expect him to to be playing on Sunday right now, really, don't you? Yeah, but do you? Like we keep you saying should. that. Oh, we, have to. We, we keep yeah, saying have it. To. Like uh, Sulav LFC says, Trent's being poor. Midfield the same. Genie slows the game. Firmino was done. He's sorry. He says sorry for that. Uh, Need centre back attacking one midfielder and new faces at the front. Uh, Jonathan says, let's be honest. We've been poor for a year now. With he, even with our best players, it's more. It's more than a blip, and we can't just turn our form back on. In my opinion, we need a new style of play. Four three three is dead easy to defend. I think. Any system can I add to that, Gareth? To, yeah, to that, go on. To that conversation about system. Mm-hmm. And I do think he's been slightly unlucky, Klopp, in terms of uh, changing the system and freshing this, refreshing the system and the way we play. Because 4-3-3 did become predictable last season. Mm-hmm. It absolutely did. And all summer, me and you done so many shows, Gav, where we were excited to see the evolution of this new way of playing that we, we have to bring out. And we said Tiago will add to that. Jota will add to that. Um, and I said, you know, we haven't done enough. Rigi had to go in the summer. For whatever reason, he didn't go. Whether we were asking too money, too much money or teams weren't offering us enough, he had to go. We could have, we got rid of uh, Brewster. We could have, we wanted to get rid of Shaq. We needed another attacker in the summer. Not to sort of um, suddenly say, oh, these guys are, um, you know, bad players. They weren't doing enough, nothing for us and haven't done anything for us. Let's get, let's get real. Let's be honest with ourselves. Origi, <laughs> apart from score in the Champions League final and, and the odd goal in a Merseyside derby, his overall play for us has been absolutely awful. And I wasn't confident when he was going through there. I didn't think he was going to score. I absolutely didn't think he was going to score. So when Klopp says, when Klopp keeps playing the same system, there has to be a blame attached to him. Because, for example, today he brings in Origi and he brings in Ox. It doesn't make sense to play Ox on the right wing. When was the last time Ox ran down the wing and whipped it in for Origi? He's playing Shaq in midfield with Thiago and then he's Playing, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to keep barking on about Origi again, but it it just doesn't. It's scrambled thinking. So Maverick, Maverick says ball there, after well, ball after ball in that first half, he must have got a rocket up his ass, and second half we tried to drill it along the floor. Well, and we let, nearly got someone, there a couple of times. But hold on, well, let, let, let me put, let, the formations and and um, and systems. Someone, someone, tell me how changing the fucking formation is going to make a difference to that team. I don't think it's formation. Me. I, I, t- I genuinely think it's it's application, and I think it's it's the energy that the team have. Um, there's numerous. Uh, I genuinely think it's more down to that. I think they just haven't got it in them. Um, and and it's 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 quite apparent looking at it. You know, we usually fast to the ball. We move a quick. We look to we look to put out teams under pressure. We try to suffocate. It's not there. Teams are getting out. Teams are pressing us, and um, because we're not moving it fast enough, it's just not there. You know, um, the United fans in here are shouting at us, glory, glory, Man United and stuff like that. That's great. Um, you were asking for your manager to be sacked about eight weeks ago. So um, relax, lads. That's all good. But Maver- but Maverick Maverick makes this point, Andy, and I'll put it to you. He says Minamino was no silver bullet. He suffered like a Rigi as not enough time given to him um, to get any sort of groove more trust needed than Minamino and Origi is that is that a point Andy that they weren't used enough early in the season or brought in enough to, to f- 
I don't know, feel part of it, feel in a rhythm or, you know, keep up a certain standard and they're just being thrown in cold now. Um, you know, yeah, no, it's, 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 un, it's unfair on Origi. Look, Origi was kind of in the exit. Um, he was in the Parches Lounge for, for quite a while. He wasn't getting many games at all last season. And you're throwing him in cold. He's had a different phase of his Liverpool career than Minamino is. Like Minamino is the type of player who should be coming on in the last 10 minutes of every game or should be starting the odd game here and there. Like that's that's where he's at. Origi's on the exit. Um, I, I don't I, I see Origi starting. I'm not expecting much of him. When my main amino starting, I'm I'm excited. I'm, I want to see what this player has to offer. So far, what we've seen is good, but he's definitely a player who's going to benefit from getting more minutes. And unfortunately, he's being denied of them minutes for whatever reason it is. There's always going to be a reason, though. Klopp is not a tick. Like if he's if he's if he's produced in training and he's he's deserving of, of a starting uh, play, starting in the team, he will just like Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones was was obviously doing the business and training, hit the ground running when he started in the team, stayed in the team for a while. Whatever's happened lately, he's not favoured. But um, but, but totally different situation there between Minamino and Origi. Origi's just not going to... You forget about it if you're just going to play him one in every 10 games. Or that's for any player. Yeah. Um, Chris, just just moving on. Um, just the one incident that 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 comes out of it for me. Now, Origi does have a chance and stuff like that, but we do have we've plenty of shots and and a fair few on target. Pope is fairly comfortable for a lot of them, but the big incident, of course, is the penalty. You know, um, I've seen plenty say it was. I've seen plenty say he looked for it. Um, I was kind of whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just the way it is. Like, it's what, no, it was a you know what I mean? But but it was a, but, it was a, it was a clip. You're happy it was a penalty and all good, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely clear penalty. There's absolutely no doubt about it. In in 2020, we're not calling that a penalty. That's an absolute penalty. I don't give a shit if he was clever about it or smart about it or sly about it. You know, um, Alisson is an, is the best keep goalkeeper in the world, and he's he's the only reason. No, he's the only thing that's sort of still brilliant about this Liverpool team right now. You know. Mm-hmm. Even even a couple of saves he made and a couple of them were offside, whatever. Matip was good. Matip was absolutely brilliant, I must admit. Matip and Fabinho were faultless apart from that incident, but I don't you can't really blame them for that. Mm. And it was just a it was just a error of judgment. Is that what it's called? It was, it was, unfor- it was, it was unfortunate, Chris. It was just it was unfortunate. Yeah, he got there first. Liverpool don't defend as a unit. When you know, when a team attacks to so much space, it's very difficult. It's very difficult for not to make the odd mistake in those scenarios. Absolutely. Yeah. No, look, you're right. Absolutely. There's not zero positives. The positives are. But even Matip's not a positive, uh, Andy. It frustrates the shit out of you. That's a positive thing. He's so fucking good. Did you see how good he was? He absolutely bullied both of them. And you could see he was playing with more responsibility. And you think to yourself, you fucking packet of twigs, what's the matter with you? Why can't you play more for live? Why can't you play more for us? How he doesn't let us even, that, even that positive turns into a negative. Because well, you think yeah, to yourself, he doesn't we, let us down known. on the pitch. He doesn't let us down when he's absolutely. playing. Absolutely. But Ray, but Ray we've known about this injury record. That's it. But Ray, how long have we known about this injury record? Oh, it's it's set in stone now, Chris. It's not going to change. Two, three years. We've known that he, he only plays 30% of the games. Mm. Is that yeah. good enough for us? 
No, no, it's not. But him? it's not though. But but you see, it's it's very it's very um interesting to me that you've seen updates on Van Dijk and Gomez in the last couple of days from Liverpool themselves. Sorry, Kevin Bo- Kevin Borland had a super chat in for five pound, and he just didn't say anything in it. So yeah. I think it's just a donation. So thanks again, Kevin. <laughs> um, Matty Tariq um says nine halves of football now, no goals. I'm scared. Yeah, that's okay. That's absolutely allowed because Liverpool are shy at the moment. You can say it; they are, and you can stand up and just go, "Yeah, they're." Crap, they're, they're playing brutal. That's At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business every day are nothing short of heroic. And you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. Like the breaking ground on new construction things. The every box and barcode matters things. And the driving the family business forward things. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance wholeheartedly for you that happens but listen it's not don't money worry. is it it looks like money <laughs> what man. N-O-N-O-K and he's given us 20 of Norwegian Coronas <laughs> Norwegian Coronas yeah 20 is that, that's real money how much is that in real life I don't know in real life <laughs> I don't know I don't know. I don't know but listen it's absolutely fine to come out and say Liverpool are playing brutal it's absolutely fine to be annoyed but just don't worry about it we won't be we won't be online calling for our manager to be sacked and then if we win next week he's the best thing since sliced bread like others do so don't worry about it um, but Andy for you um, penalty you're all, you're all right with it no yeah no fine with it. you know like if Liverpool are playing well and that's it uh, and we are 1-0 up and or 2 whatever it's a knife edge decision. I'm I'm looking at that over and over again. I didn't I, I didn't even look at the play, replay. I just says ah fuck mm. off. Like mm. you get yourself into those messes. You know what I mean? Liverpool should have had that game won in the first half. You shouldn't even be analysing uh, penalty decisions. You give you give a referee a decision and it goes against you. Tough bollocks. You have to accept that in football. It's not like it was a uh, it was a blatantly wrong decision. I could see, I won't look at it, that it was possibly a penalty. You know what I mean? Fabinho pulls it back and then Alisson comes out and spreads himself and he catches him. It's a penalty. Just just move on. The, that's, not the, that's not the problem there tonight. Yeah. The problem um, we've given ourselves now, uh, Gav, um, I think is, and this has been obviously accumulating recently, we, we, we've we now give teams uh, obviously the hope that they're going to get something from playing us, and they, they it's it's like teams are setting a stall out like they've got something to hold on to and, and protect from an early stage. Um, you know, you see it, you see it now. It's it's clear like teams are just going to come and they're going to put two banks of four there and they're just going to say try and break us down. Um, there's also that air of invincibility that's completely gone and the psychology of this I think is massive you know the the home record's gone people now will come to Anfield and I don't think they will fear us anywhere near Uh, like look at United the other day they weren't brave enough to go for that win really the reality is now that home record's gone the next home game is Brighton in a few weeks time Brighton are actually a lot better um, uh, on the attacking end of the pitch, um, you know we've seen Brighton in recent in recent games. They can they can play the ball around. They <laughs> they've they've got a goal or two in them when they come to Anfield in a few weeks. And I think if we, you know, look, I'm not I'm not predicting right now that we lose two on the bounce, but we're going to have to be in much better form in 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 I think it's two two midweek t- two midweeks uh, time to actually uh, win that next home game. 
Yeah. Ati Hovenen says, and I hope I've, I've said your name right, he says, it doesn't matter if United don't win the league as long as Liverpool don't. Um, <laughs> well, um, well, 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 well. It means that the way we were a few years ago, which is which it's is more, it's more, really. it's, it's more yeah, important it that... It's more important that Liverpool don't um, win the league than United actually do win it. So, yeah, OK. Maverick says we have to suck it up and just focus on one game at a time. But we need Absolutely. to mix things up. Need a plan B and C pronto. Grizz, that's what I wanted to get to because, look, we know the game is shit. We've talked about a couple of incidents in it. We've talked about a couple of players in it. But I wanted to get your opinion on it. And and keeping in mind, lads, the three is I want I want you to kind of think, what would you do to get us over? Change of personnel, tactics, what would you do? But, <laughs> Just, just, um, just, just, um, before we do, um, Van Dijk and, and Gomez, I was talking to you about that and, and the posts from there. It's very interesting that they're made. I think that's a signal, a massive signal that no centre back will come in in January because they expect these two boys back and, then they, then they hold on to Matip and they hold on to Fabinho and you're back at the start of this <clears> season in August. I'm, I'm starting to wonder whether they'll just go with that again. Grizz? It does look like that. And um, we talk about it being a risk. I think it's I think it's more than a risk. I think it's absolute footballing suicide, if you ask me. Um, you know, if they're waiting for, for Gomez, forget Gomez, he's done for the season. There's no way Gomez is coming back for the, for the season. Van Dijk, I, I do believe he's going to be back. But to 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 not uh, do anything on the basis of of waiting for Van Dijk uh, is mental. It's absolutely mental. We've known about the centre back situation. Can, does anyone know when Gomez got injured? Um, in what game week it was? Or no, what, it was it was it was in the international break. Wasn't it? The first international break. It's three months ago. After, Around November. After, it was after the um, after the Everton game, wasn't it? There was an international break after the Everton game, and then he got injured. Maybe in a couple Maybe. of weeks. So we've, later. we've we've we've, <laughs> we've known. So look, we've known that our two centre backs, our main centre backs, are not going to be available for majority of the season for, for two, three months now. We've known that. And we've also known that Matip is the the, the other centre-back that we were relying on. And, and, we also, and we also knew we're going to rely on our best DM, which has destabilised the... You know the reason, Ray, that you said teams come to Anfield or play us and think they've got a chance because we've got a fragile spine. From, from, from having the best spine... Ever, in my opinion, with Alisson, Virgil, Fabinho. Fucking hell. Yeah, you don't get a stronger spine than that. Mm-hmm. We've absolutely dismantled that spine completely by re- relying on Fabinho as a centre-back and therefore having one less world-class midfielder in there. It's it's and then and we st- and we still haven't approached January like we should have. We should have, you know how Klopp said we should have attacked this league. We should have attacked January. And as Gav said in previous shows. Bring forward any plans we may have had for some up. Do what you've got to do, like we did with Virgil van Dijk in the first place. They asked for 70 million suddenly. We thought we, we would get him for 50 million, but we ended up paying the 70 million because we knew it was crucial to our chance of winning the league. And look, yeah. lo and behold. But, but, but uh, I, like Riz, I fully agree a centre half should come in for multiple reasons. One, you're playing your two centre midfielders there. Two, Matthew's injury record. And three, I don't want to see Fabinho as our number four, right? But I think 
if I've tried to look at this objectively, and, and I think it's hard to bring in a centre back that you want to bring in and a centre back that's going to come in knowing that the best he's going to be is towards choice. Uh, you know, I, I, especially in, in January, especially with the money you'd have to spend and especially the players you could get. I was all for bringing forward plans, paying levies and, and just going and doing no it. No problem. But, but I think, no but problem. I think, that's but fine. I think, but I think, I think you convinced me by saying, Gav, this is a two way street. These clubs don't want to get rid of them. And the players we're looking at are probably still in Europe, probably chasing league titles and the clubs are under no pressure to sell. So I've been influenced a little bit by you and your opinion, which I think overall is probably correct over mine. I will say that to you, but. I think it's hard. Just the way that has come out from the club, I'm thinking that they're basically telling us that two main men will be back. Um, you know, at some stage, all is good. Fabinho, they were comfortable with as far choice. It's the Matip thing. So if you get rid of Matip because of his record, who are you going to bring in that you could look to see have a big future at Liverpool, but literally come in and go, you're third choice, mate. You're third choice. You may break in and, and get... Um, to be a partner alongside Virgil van Dijk or Gomez, depending on injuries. But at the moment, you're coming in as tour choice. And I think I, there is a lot of players out there that shy away from Liverpool because of um, because they don't feel they can get in the team. And I think it's affecting the players we have because the players we have in certain positions are looking going, I've no competition here. And I think it is coming into that. Um, Sham says, we're in January and everyone is writing Liverpool off, even Liverpool fans. I do not understand this as a football fan. That's just reactionary because of, of what's gone on over the last couple of weeks. Um, but you never know. But I think... It's you know it's it's not it's not a hot take. It's no, not it's reactionary. Not, not really. Like this is this is whatever you know. Run up poor results, not scoring goals, uh, so much more going on. And uh, I look fair play manager, to Sean. He's, he's in the comments there and uh, behaving himself and having a bit of banter with the lads. Uh, fair play to you. Welcome along. Like no problem with my United fans coming in and not at all and having a bit of crack and. Yeah, like he's probably looking at this from a way more objective standpoint. He's he's as a United fan, he's suffered for a few years now, and United have gone from being a laughing stock and they were bottom half in the league a few months ago to their top of the league now. So, like that's how t- that's how quickly things can change in football. We we could be look we could be t- sitting here in March and we're top of the league again. But look, that's just the feelings as it is at the moment. Yeah. It's not so much a reaction after tonight's result. It's it's more so where where is the next Yeah, I want, to, I want to clarify that. Because all coming from. A few people have said that, you know, no, it's not a reaction. I mean, I don't mean over tonight's game. I mean over the, the piece of four or five games. The reaction to what's gone on over the last four or five is, is that, look, we're not going to compete or we might have to write off this season with regards to the Premier League because it's just not there. That's yeah. what I mean by reactionary. I don't mean, oh, oh we got beaten by Burnley and everyone's head falls off. It's something that you've, it's a, it's enough of a sample size for me, um, especially with the opposition that we've had to suggest that, it, you know, there's issues there and stuff like that. So I wanted to clarify. It's like reality is. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of Liverpool fans and it, it would describe as quite rational as, you know, who've, 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 um, just identified that Liverpool since kind of February last year haven't been great. Mm. They haven't, you know, especially since COVID and the return of football. Like since then, I think United have the most points per game ratio out of anyone. Mm. And this, these last four or five games is that the worry goes back beyond that. When even when Van Dijk was fit, we were conceding a lot of goals. 
you know, so there's there is cause for concern. That's why I keep saying we don't really it's a very hard to put your finger on where the problem lies. You shut up laughing. Oh no, I'm not <laughs> laughing at you. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at something else. Go on. Um You're allowed to laugh. No, I thought you were laughing at the finger. <laughs> oh no, 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 I laughed at that for ages. Uh, it's it's I'm over it. No, the um so like there, there is a, there is a kind of a, there is a question to be asked about Klopp's um, style of motivation. He really does get players to peak out. Like he, he puts players on a drug, um, a, you know, a, a, the psychological drug of ambition, and he makes promises on the training ground that if you put the work in, you, you will, it will come to fruit. But there's a there's a a major back uh, backlash from that, and that's the law as well. And mm. I think I think we've we've seen a lot of that. Like they kind of not limped over; they put a good lead ahead of themselves, but they limped over the line in the end. And this season has been just a continuation of that limp. Mm. So there's lots of questions to be asked, Ray. Um... You know, we have, um, we've united in the cup, which I, I, I've, I just, I don't have any time for the FA Cup. I'm being honest with you. Um, I, when I, I'll watch it, but I don't, I don't hinge a season on it or get too upset if we win or, or lose or get too hyped up if we win. But you look at that and then you have spores, don't you? Um, yeah. yeah. On next, next Thursday. Um, who follows on? Yeah. Who do we follow West on with Ham. then? West Ham away. West Ham, West Ham away. Yeah, there's a decent run of form yeah. there and there's a decent run of games. Um, what do you do, Ray? Because, you know, nothing's going to change squad-wise um, in that time. We're on every 22nd of January now and we're still, well, we're nine, ten days away from the, the window closing and I can't see anything happen. But, Ray, what do you do to just break this cycle that's going on because when you get into these cycles it's hard to get out of them do we have to change formations approach personnel what are we going what are we doing well, I think for starters I think I think it is important that we get a positive result on Sunday irrelevant of the context of the FA Cup and everything like you know we've had a run of take the Villa FA Cup game out of it like we've what have we had we've had two draws what have we had two draws have we two draws have we've had Two defeats. I mean, look, it's an awful run of form that we're on. Mm. But I think I am really hoping that next week against Spurs, because that's now, (laughs) that's now, (laughs) everything's been a must win game for the last three or four games. The must win game now against Spurs, I really want to see our strongest 11 out on the pitch that we can select at this time. And by that, I mean. I want to see, obviously, Fabinho and Matip again at centre-back. Mm-hmm. I want to see Henderson back in the midfield. I want to see the three lads. I want to give them another chance up top. I don't want to be part-arsing around with trying to drop uh, Firmino and playing Origi. It would be lovely. I don't know how far away he is. It would be lovely to get Jota back in the mix sooner rather than later because I think he'll give us a massive boost. Um, I, I, I think... He's just got to go with his strongest available and just put his faith and say, look, show me what you can do. Because I don't think Spurs away is too bad a game to be going at, to be honest with you. I think I think we could get into a proper game of football with them. And I think that in some ways will suit us to get into a proper game of football. Yeah. Um, oh, he's, way, he's way too smart for that. 
Jose's way too smart for that. I don't yeah, want to get into sport. I don't want to get into sports. Yeah, I'm but, no sorry. Chris, yeah, what, what, what are you? What, what are you doing, Chris? No, absolutely. What Ray said. Absolutely. What Ray said. There's no option but to 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 put faith in the players that have got you sort of all the success, and and the core of them are here now and still here. And he has to. He has to. He's put faith in them, and they've brought us the glory that we've seen. It won't be from the it won't be from the likes of Ox and Shaq and everything and, and definitely not Origi. He has to he has to play the best eleven players that he's got, uh, the ones that have sort of won the most and played the most minutes. And it's exactly the the eleven near enough that Ray's sort of picked there, but plus Tiago, mm-hmm. um, and we do that until Jota gets back to fitness and we pray that he's still as sharp as he was before when he got that injury because it will take him. Um, a couple of weeks to get sharp again, um, but I, I, I just don't see. I just don't see how he can do anything else. Gav. There is absolutely. He tried to do something else today, and it absolutely backfired massively. Today was his try to do something different game. It was which mm-hmm. which which I disagree with Ray. Today wasn't the game to do something <laughs> different. No, yeah, and against, against the team against the team that's as well drilled and well organised as Burnley, it's not it's, it's not it's not a moment to start trying to stretch um, by dropping both Salah and Firmino. That's something you do in the FA Cup or the League Cup, you know. Which we had the opportunity, or he had the opportunity to do on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Which, which would have given ample time for the players that play today to be fresh for, as you label it, a must-win game on Thursday. Or next Wednesday, whenever we play Spurs, I think next Thursday. I think it is next Thursday. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's 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 scrambled from the team, and it seems to be scrambled thinking from the management. Now, sometimes, sometimes managers do get in a in a in a in a state of sort of you know sleepwalking through periods of of the season. But this is maybe where you need a number two, a strong number two, to step in and give him some ideas or, or hold him. Maybe is Pep Linders as strong or as clever and as smart as he makes out in his interviews or whatever. This is the time to give him clock other options, freshen up, you know, or give him up, suggest other options, suggest other formations. It seems to be continuous, continuous um, brain dead football at the time. I mean, that first half today was absolutely shocking, guys. The way we played against Burnley, where was the, the tactical analysis that we've done? Where was the where was where was the thinking to sort of just keep lumping the same crosses into the biggest bunch of Rock. lumberjacks, all of them, <laughs> absolute lumberjacks, and they, it was like honestly, as I said, it was like giving candy to kids. They were just eating everything up in that first half. I am um, sawing Catania. Or <laughs> 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 see what Samuel was up to. Um, for me, I think it's. You know what? We could do without the United game, and I don't mean it because it's United. I, I think we could do without. Uh, I love Spurs <laughs> away to be our next game. Um, I'm being. What are you laughing at now? <laughs> are you suggesting something? The manager. I don't know. He is. Don't know, that's Veranda Cheese, of course, who um, nearly got a shut down a couple of days ago when he just uh, take a layer of cling film off club. Yeah, off club, and he'd be absolutely fine. <laughs> um, but. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I, th- I think we could do without. I'd like sports to be our next game because, you know. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rose Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. 
one is a bit of a halfway house, isn't it? What, what do you do? Who do you go with? Um, Rod Rod Meta says he needs a Klopp hug. Um, I think Klopp needs a hug at the minute. He does. Um, but I'm, but so I'm he's sure not allowed to give out hugs at the Yeah, moment. he's not allowed to give out hugs. You're not allowed, unless you're wrapped in cling film. Klopp, yeah. Klopp can, then, can then give you a hug. But Rod... Can we, um, Gav, can we just yeah. say, uh, I think we've got to mention the, the sort of the, the flare up at half time now when Klopp absolutely lost it there in the in the in yeah. the tunnel. Like I mean, it it was so OTT his reaction. Like that just showed like the level of frustration that's boiling yeah. up. I yeah. mean, Deich was practically kind of laughing in his face. Essentially, the way the way the whole body language was looking, and it, it like that that was as alarming as anything. Really, like you've got to be a little bit concerned about his sort of demeanor and his thought process at the moment, you know, like something is a little bit off with the manager. It's not, it's not like this, I, I, not having what? a go, you know, but, but I, I, Ray, I've no problem with something being off of the manager. I want something to be off of the manager with the form we're in. We draw with West Brom. We draw mm. with Newcastle. We lose to Southampton. You know what I mean? We draw with United and we, and we lose to Burnley. I want something to be off the manager. I want it goes to back react. further. Goes back yeah, probably, further, though, doesn't it? Go, it goes back it to when we back. were still top of the league and he, and he snaps at Des Kelly about, about the whole, he, yeah. he, he, he yeah. kind of, it, it feels like he's, he's, he's built, building up this mentality of, of, the world being against him and being against Liverpool and being yeah, against maybe, what maybe. for whatever reason it's the siege mentality that's crept in. He's an emotional man. Like it, it there's again it's the highs and the lows. Like he when he over celebrates goals, that's just his personality. And when things are things are <clears> down and the um chips are down from he overreacts too. That's just it, his yeah. personality. And it's it's I suppose like one of the strongest traits of his per, uh, of his personality is one of his weaknesses as well that yeah. he gets shown up. Well, it's easy. It, well, you see the thing, you, you see the Andy, thing, but the thing with Klopp is sorry, guys, and I get to you now. The thing with Klopp is is that people, you know, when he's happy and jovial and, and doing all mad stuff, people <clears throat> overhype it for me. You know, and they say, "Oh, he's shown off," and he's this. He's not. I think he's just like that. But I think Klopp can be very high. Um, we're, I'm very animated in, in, in happy emotion and the same when he's not so happy. So yeah. it's very easy. He's, he's actually a very easy target and it's not having a go with him, but it is an easy target for him because people can have a go with him for being too jovial or too happy or whatever. And then as soon as he's a bit low and he might react to something, they can absolutely jump on him for the simple reason that they, they have examples of him being, oh, it's all great, <clears> isn't it? And, and, and hugs when, when things are going well. But I've no issue with Klopp um, and his uh, and his demeanor. Uh, to be honest, if I was managing Liverpool and what's happened to us this season um, has happened, I'd be fucking annoyed and I'd be kind of getting in people's faces as well. Gav, no he's, the first, one, he's <laughs> the first one to admit that. Uh, you know, Klopp, if Klopp has sat down in a calm environment and he talks <clears> about, if he's asked about how he's reacting on the pitch, he said sometimes he looks at himself and he, he doesn't even, re- you know, he can't relate mm. to it. They didn't, can't believe that's him. Mm. It's just the, the reaction there and then, and that's what he is. He's like, he's an intelligent man. He's He speaks so well about everything, life, relationships, just morals. And he's, is, he's, he's, what? I'm sorry, sorry. Go on. What are we going to say? Go on, say it, I was going to segue into something opposite. 
Okay. Right. Well, Sham, just before you well, do, Sham, Sham, who's a United fan, he's been in here all night. He says, bye, everybody, <laughs> stay safe. Um, no matter who you support, protect your families, COVID free. Um, great. Um, you're, you're heading off, Sham. Fair play to you. Um, United fan, you're always welcome here once he keeps the chat as, as he kept it tonight. So fair play to you. Anyway, on, Riz, look, all, all I was going to say was I had more of that in a, in a, in a person that they can, they can express their feelings. They, he's, he's like, if I'm watching a match, I'm a bit like that. I go fucking bananas. Mm. But it doesn't take me long to cool down and say, relax, cop yeah. on to yourself. Like but, screaming at the telly, screaming at the referee, uh the ch- you know, the kids upstairs in bed and I'm shouting cunt at the at the referee, like, you know, it's not normal behaviour. Yeah. Uh and five seconds later I'm calm and I'm relaxed. And like I, I appreciate that when <clears throat> when um the the manager who's managing Liverpool wears his heart in a sleeve. Even if he's a bit of a laughing stock to opposition fans, well, we won the league last year and we won the Champions League the league the year before that. Yeah. So they can fuck themselves. I just found it a bit <laughs> odd though. I'm just looking at Dan Jay's comments saying that he'd have taken the head off Dice and he didn't overreact. He was naturally upset. But I don't understand what he was upset at because if you look at it, Klopp is halfway down the tunnel when when the incident happens. Dice is walking towards the tunnel and sees the incident and then as he goes down the tunnel he, he he says something to Klopp and Klopp reacts like it it was just it was just really weird it was a really weird sequence of events and it just like it just to me it shows that Klopp's on but, but, like is, is, is consistently Ray, on the edge now but but Ray but, if, Liverpool, if Liverpool went into this game or and we're on a decent run of form and we're 2-0 up at half time and Dice says something and Klopp reacts like that or you know People would, we wouldn't even be talking about it. Do you know what I mean? We'd be just saying, oh, look, something happened in the tunnel. Fair play to Klopp. Look at him standing up for himself. But because of what's going on and because of where we are, it's going to be thrown the other way. It's just, it's an easy thing to, that's just my thoughts on it. It's an easy thing to do. Do you know what I mean? I think Sky, I think Sky was sick actually because they have a camera coming into the, um, coming into the sort of tunnel and, and they obviously didn't have it turned on and they made sure at the end that they had it turned on just in case something. Yeah. Something else yeah. happened, but they didn't. Yeah. They didn't get anything. Look, we, look. I, I just want to sort of segue from what Andy was saying, and I totally agree, and we totally appreciate the human side of Klopp, and he's us. How many times have we said he's exactly like how we would be? So I understand the emotional side of him, and it appeals to us, and it's a perfect fit for him, and everything. And he's been like that throughout his career. But there sometimes comes a point where where you need to, you know, Andy, you made a brilliant point in terms of. And he usually calms down afterwards and thinks, I went a bit OTT and he, and he talks about it and he calms down and he thinks, oh, everything's all right. Well, there, there needs to be a point where he carries that on, that emotion, that anger, into the people that employ him and sometimes demand things. In my opinion, I think he's sometimes, and he's got a tendency, and his, and his, and his track record shows with previous owners and previous a relationship with fans and players, I think he's he's got to develop a more ruthless streak. Now, I just want to, you guys, I know we've been on air, so we don't know what Klopp said in the interview. I just want you to read, I want to read out what he said. Someone obviously asked him about the transfer in window. Hmm. These decisions are not mine. I cannot decide if we do something. It is not something I can thinking about. And then he went on to say, then he went on to say, this group can do better. You know, I believe in these players, etc., etc. Now, you know, in a, in a predicament that you give to to Mourinho, 
to Ferguson of the past or to who's the current manager? I can't even think of any fucking good managers currently. <laughs> um, um, Pep, whoever. They go into a, this predicament that Liverpool, the champions, the current Premier League champions, previously Champions League winners, haven't spent hardly anything in the last four or five windows. Three players, I think, in the last four windows. Hmm. If he's gone into the predicament, of, uh, any of those managers that's in that predicament demand a centre-back on the 1st of January. That's the only thing I will say I am... Proper frustrated and angry about that he hasn't done that because that statement shows I had doubts, I, was, I had suspicions that was the case, but that statement proves mm. that he isn't demanding it. He's saying if you can do something, it would be nice. I'd appreciate it. That's not a trait of an absolute ruthless, cold-blooded killer, in my opinion. And yeah, you have to remember. You don't know what he's saying in the background. Exactly, and and you see the thing is, Grizz, and I, I go back to this again. When 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 Liverpool make signings and and they're great signings and they're really successful, all we talk about is. Jürgen Klopp, Michael Edwards, and whoever else is 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 behind the scenes looking at the transfers. How do how do you all get together? How do you know they they run names past each other? They take everybody's opinion. They come to an agreement, and and it's a great team. And as soon as we don't sign anyone, it's all oh well. Klopp should be demanding, and Klopp should be this, and and now it's all now 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 there's a split in the camp, and now it's you know one is not helping the other. What's to say? And look, I I I have to say, I keep saying this. I think we should sign a centre back, and I actually think we should sign a forward player as well. Um, for the record, but what's to say they haven't sat down and went, look, we're looking at this. This is what we think, and they came. To, they've come to an agreement that listen, we're not going. We're, at the moment, we're not going to do anything unless A, B, or C becomes available, or is possible. To yeah, do. I've what's with to that. say that, that hasn't happened? Gav, yeah, I agree. You, you, know you missed mean? my point. I've agreed that's that is probably what's happened. I agree with you, but yeah. I'm saying that shouldn't be the case. I, I think it looks sometimes like, a coach oh, who knows his plans, but the plans, sorry, all I'm saying is the, the plan it, it feels obvious now that the plan you know was was set, um, probably sometime in, in, in December. The plan's probably set at a point where we're top of the league. They think that we potentially have enough to um, maintain a a title challenge, um, even if we did come up short. But ultimately, we're in a, we're in a title race. I think you know we are top of the league. Let, let's not let's not get away, get away from that. And then all of a sudden, two points out of a possible or three points, sorry, out of a possible fifteen. And the whole thing has changed by the 21st of January. It is, it is absolute. It's something that you probably would never have even considered when you would have sat down and, and, and set this plan and, and agreed on it, you know, around and say, you know, virtual table or whatever, whichever way it was decided that we would target. So, X, Ray, how did we, X, how y, many of us, Ray, how, so why did in that case, why did many of us see that? You're saying it couldn't have been seen, but we saw it. As soon as we were in November without no centre backs, Everyone's f- hopes were that we will need a centre-back. Sorry, we will buy a centre-back because we will need it. And, and there was a very likelihood that results will falter. So yeah, we I know, I, as, we I know but, but we, we, can, we can make that decision without looking at the finances and everything else that goes with it. We can take a very one-dimensional view of it, that the, the, the people who are sitting there actually making the decisions have to look at, 
different aspects of it. I think, just, I think, it, I think it's more down to player availability than it is finance. I'm being honest well, with you. A bit of everything, I, exactly. I, I, gen- of everything. I genuinely think. I think if there's four centre-halves out there that we have on the list, I could nearly guarantee you four of them are probably still in Europe or chasing the league title somewhere. And the clubs that they're with agree, are, saying, are saying, look, you're on a three-year deal. It's not like you've 18 months left and we need to get yeah, money I, in now. You're on a three-year well, deal. And we're chasing, we're, we're, chasing, we're chasing this down. Um, we're chasing this league or we're chasing European competition or wherever it might be. And you can absolutely go in the summer, but you're going nowhere now. And we don't give a fuck what we're offered. We I think it's down to that more than anything else. We, we've, we've shown in the past that we don't... Uh, do reactionary signings and we spend money when when it's necessary we bought the best goalkeeper in the world and broke the world record for we a goalkeeper we only spend when, when it's necessary though get, Andy that's the problem huh? we only spend we spend when it's necessary that's the yeah. key element yeah so this so, is a, this is a, this is necessary but it's not necessary because you've got you've got players okay. that are coming back from injury. Oh, it's it is absolutely, exactly. Andy it is necessary it's, necessary, oh, it's, it's, necessary. it's not necessary to, to go out and if you if they have a player in mind, say four players that are available in the summer that aren't available now, it it's not necessary to double, like to go and spend eighty million on a on a on a player that may or may not work out a centre back. That's not necessary. Yeah, but, but necessary. no, 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 Andy, no, Andy, no, Andy. Andy. Hold on, I want to reply. It's, it's absolutely necessary that we no, sign no, no, a centre back, no, Andy. No, 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 no. Andy's Andy, what Andy's saying, I agree with because it relates to what you said earlier in terms of. Let's say we've got a tar- we've got three, four targets, and they're all in Europe, and they're all currently playing, and we can't get hold of them now, right? I understand that aspect, but let's not shy away from criticizing our scouting network and Michael Edwards, etc. Because just like Gav said earlier, when things are going rosy, we call it the best scouting network in the world. You try to tell me the best scouting network in the world and the best D, uh, director of football, Michael Edwards, can't find a centre back currently better than the ones we have waiting in reserve who by the club doesn't trust and has his as, as, as he's shown and as he's proved yeah, know. And, and, and 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 you know we said oh maybe that's a a statement to the owners well now after reading his interview now i think that was a statement to the owners well i'm going to play henderson there my captain alongside my best dm because i do not trust phillips and williams are we saying we can't find a centre-back in the world? I think the easiest way to look at this is when you get to the summer, if Virgil van Dijk and, and, and Joe Gomez are back to full fitness, right? you have to ask yourself the question, are you comfortable going into season 21-22 with van Dijk, Gomez, Matip and Fabinho as your four centre-halves? I think it's shown this year that one injury hurt us, two injuries decimated us. And we did, and the third fella in that is, uh, it's not seen around most of the time. And the fourth guy should be in midfield. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's the question you need to ask yourself. And I think the answer to that is no. Under no circumstances should we be going into the start of next season with the four that we started this season for numerous reasons. So that's why a centre back is absolutely necessary. And I, I'll stick to that. But the only thing I would caveat with, and I've said it before, is that. I think it's a personnel thing. I think finances are included because people are saying there, you know, Kevin Sullivan saying, that, you know, France have lost money on on the on on TV money and all, and I get that. But Liverpool are losing money hand over fist as well. Everybody's losing money. It's as simple as that. They're losing money. You know, Liverpool lose about two million a game every time they play at home, and I would say now they've probably played fifteen games at home with no crowds. 
Would he? Can Easy. I, so they're 30 can, million quid down before we even start. Now skint. I'm not making excuses. I'm not making excuses for FSG. We're in by no means skint. That's 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 <laughs> point. Can I ask, hold on. If we're not, not skint, then question. what's the issue then? Kev, I the, think I think the per, I think I think the getting the personnel that you want is the issue. I think finances do have something to do with it because throwing out 30 million quid now on Do we need two centre-backs or one centre-back? If you're the coach or any of us, do we need one centre-back or two centre-backs in the next two. windows? Two windows. We need two. Are we going to buy two centre-backs in the summer? I don't know, Chris. Probably not. Well, opinion, man. I'm asking your opinion. You ask me. Um, um, my opinion... I think it's very possible. It's it's very doable, in my opinion, because I think you bring somebody into absolute... Uh, Matip, for me, is great when he's on the pitch, but he's not on it enough, right? And that's said for a couple of players in their squad. I think you could absolutely bring somebody in to Will replace Matip. two centre-backs, Gav, next yeah, season? Yeah, I... I well, well, I'm trying to answer that question be, that you've asked. I've, tried, I've got to ask, got to ask Andy and Ray the same question. Yeah, well, I'm trying to answer you. you. I'm trying to answer you. So what I'm saying to you is, for me, would you would I sign two? Yes. Will we sign two? I don't know. But the pot, the way I could see it being done is that you could sign a centre-half that would absolutely challenge Joe Gomez for yeah. his position. Yeah. And then you would bring somebody in to re- take out Fabinho, um, take out Matip, bring somebody in to absolutely challenge Joe Gomez or Virgil van Dijk, um, depending on how high this player wants to, or sees himself, and then bring in a young centre-half that you're going to progress over the next year, two or three years, and move Fabinho out of there. I think that solves the problem. Can it be done? Yeah. Is it doable? Yeah, will it be done, Grizz? I honestly don't know. I think, I think we only we need one more. I think we saw it. I think Gomez is finished, and we signed a player. Wow. Uh, what finished? Yeah, his his knee blew up, uh, like just running along on a pitch. He's fucked. I and agree with you. There was lots of questions just, asked about Gomez's ability before. Correct. Correct. I actually so agree with Gomez, you, Andy. Gomez is, is, I loved him for a while. I thought this is great. He was staying fit, his pace, it was perfect for the high line, but it started to turn a little bit bad for him. And now, and now his knee has just given up. He's had an injury, a horrific injury. And I think everybody knows it inside football that his, his career is under serious jeopardy at the moment. And Liverpool are playing at the absolute highest level, challenging for leagues, Champions I League. Agree with you, Gomez is a, is a first choice centre back for someone. I don't, see him ever being our first well like you know first choice beside Van Dijk uh, again I think Liverpool signed two centre-backs in the summer absolutely because you can't rely on Matt to be either they might even buy three if if they can't promote you just if buy a half of, dozen. Give us a half dozen of them. Uh, Kieran Swan said, can I, Kieran, "Can I just go on do the super chat?" But I want to ask Chris a question. Yeah, okay. Um, and we need to get out of here because it's half eleven. I have, um, I've, I've um, golf to be playing on the Xbox with Miranda Chase. Uh, a centre back is needed, but people need to realise, and I can't reiterate enough: FSG are not cash rich. They have assets. We are in rebuild territory, not stop gaps. Says Kieran Thorn. Um, Andy, you want to ask Chris a question? Well, yeah, I do. Chris, you said <laughs> this, is like, this is like, um, do you ever see anything on the telly? Uh, go on, you, the, um, the, the man at the back there, you wrote, yeah, hey, uh, uh, Andy uh, yeah. here. Andy here with Green Hills. Uh, <laughs> no, you said at the start, you, uh, there, was a, there was a thing about Klopp. I don't know where, you, where you're trying to suggest that he's kind of a yes man. Was it yeah. that he doesn't that he doesn't come out and question the owners, <clears throat> and then he says he's making statements by playing Henderson centre back. So he's he's a uh, he's kind of 
make saying what he, he wants to say on the sly by by doing certain things. Well, I, I, I don't know, Chris. Like Klopp has never I, w- I wouldn't have respect for Klopp if he broke that chain now. I mean, as soon as Klopp starts calling out the owners, it's all over. Yeah, it's rough territory, it, isn't it? It's complete. It's over for him. He's fucked. They will. Mm. They'll. They'll have. They'll. They'll. Uh, they won't support him in the transfer market. They'll support him in nothing. They won't mm. support him in um, uh, renewing people's uh, players' contracts. Players like Mane, Salah. Do you want to hang on to? They be. He'd be just told no, no. They're getting sold. So at the beginning of the end, it's. For, for this to work, and it's worked very well since Klopp has come in. Don't don't forget, it's worked extremely well. Everything that's happened has worked well. We've, we've he's achieved far and beyond what we expected at one stage. He's not going to start uh, calling out his owners. I wouldn't expect the owners to start calling out Klopp. I wouldn't start expect players to call out Klopp. I wouldn't expect Klopp's backroom staff to start calling out Klopp or backroom. Like the whole thing has worked extremely well as a unit. We're we're talking about a season here um, where shit has gone, everything that's gone wrong. Summer's coming, Washington, D.C., and so are pesky mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin your backyard fun. Call your local True Green experts for True Green Mosquito Defense. This science-based treatment will help control mosquitoes in your yard within 24 hours and keep your family and pets comfortable all season long. Save 50% on your first mosquito service by visiting truegreen.com summer or call 877-629-0092. Say goodbye to mosquitoes and hello to the perfect outdoor space for summer call true green today it's gone wrong like everything that's great about liverpool has gone wrong the, the crowd the fans um the, like the injuries covid clops just all of the things that makes club great and, and all the tools he uses to make us great and inspire the team and motivate the team has gone tits up he's and he's gonna hit the panic button and start publicly saying fsg aren't doing this that and the other in the transfer he's, market he's explain he's explaining to people that th- that it's not as simple as how how uh, people think. The money, the money's not there. But he's not going to turn around and say the, the money's not there. But I still want it. Like he's not some fucking headcase. So, so, so um, I've lost your question in that statement, but I understand okay, the gist. So of it. I understand the question. I understand the question. Is Klopp? Is Klopp? Is Klopp a <laughs> yes man? <laughs> he's asked it again. <laughs> Yeah, no, I understand the gist of it. Oh, I just gotta go and boil the kettle. I'll ask you the actual <laughs> question. Is Klopp, no, is, is Klopp answer the fucking question, Chris. He has an answer. <laughs> I'm waiting for an answer. Right to reply. <laughs> Andy, would you if so, you could send if you could send that if you could send that question via free post to? Um, no, I'm going to be very uh, brief. I'm going to on a scale of ten. <laughs> so it's on a postcard. Right. I'm just going to right. Cool. I I think he has. Call them out today. I think this quote will be held against the owners mm. because why we're still in the window. Do you think Klopp, because Klopp is a very clever man and you say it very often, he's no tick. I hope I said that right. Yeah, you did. Right, he's, no, yeah. he's, no, he's a very clever man. Do you think in the middle of the transfer window, he said that statement and he doesn't think that's going to bring major heat on the owners? We know what. Twitter toxic fan bases can be with regards to owners when there's no money being spent. We know, don't we, Andy? Me and you know very well how mad FSG outists can be. Absolute mentalists. You've got your best coach ever saying, it's out of my hand. That's what he said there. Read it in your own time because that's what he said in there. I also disagree about 
the contracts and we won't be giving up. I think there's going to be contract issues. Ginny is the first. There's been a contract issue. We haven't been able to agree. I think Mohamed Salah has made an issue about his contract. There will be noise about Mohamed Salah. I think it's a very crucial part of FSG's tenure now with Klopp. And they have to sort, sort this out. It's not being played out behind closed doors. Mohamed Salah has done an interview without his permission. When was the last time someone went behind Klopp's bag in Dania and done an interview with, hold on, a Spanish media uh, company, not sort of local journalists, whatever. Do you think Klopp thought that was fine? That's fuming. This is undermining Klopp. Now, if you think Klopp is just happy with all this, then... He's absolutely a yes man. I don't want him to be. Mohamed Salah, Genie's contract, and the just transfer win and this statement he's made today. That is an that, that is a massive statement. I don't even want dare go on Twitter now. Twitter will be absolutely on fire saying, fucking bunch of wankers, FSG. Get them out of our club. Even club. See, are you happy? Jared, yeah. You're gonna get a lot of tweets saying, Are you happy, top red? You always defending FSG. Club knows all this. Klopp's on Twitter. We know he is on social media. He's put heat on the owners. Do something. It's, um, uh, yeah, you could actually read into that. Uh, do you know something? But I'm going to, um, oh, I'm going to go words. after this show and <laughs> just look and just look to see, um, exactly what was said and what context was said in. Klopp says, if Klopp has said it's not in my hands, you could read anything and you want into that, Chris, depending on what angle you want to go at. You could absolutely read into it that he's having a go with the owners. You could I'm absolutely read into that, that, that. You know me, I don't, I don't read Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, well, I'm not saying but you in particular. Like, you're taking that literally now. What I mean, I'm not talking to you directly. I'm, I'm just one-on-one yeah, in here. Okay. Um, but what I mean is you could read into this that, you know, yes, he's having a go. You could read into it that the decision has been made and he's not happy with it. Or you could read into the, you could read into it that the club have looked and tried and it's not in his hands because the people they want to get the, the players they want to get in someone isn't playing ball with them you could read it any way you want um, I think I think even it, when it, things are going great Klopp answered the, the transfer questions exactly the same correct he did in fairness yeah he did we'll see we don't know free, blah, just, very vague just looking <laughs> at Free World's comments it's been something that's been um, on the tip of my tongue for the last 10 minutes the Coutinho money's been spent, lads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this absolutely, is it. as this is this like it's official. We're awaiting tonight. the salary money. We're awaiting the salary money now. Uh, yeah. But this like, Look, should we be surprised? Be, and it shouldn't be. Should we be surprised though if that's the way it pans out? Because like, why would they suddenly start? Like, everyone thinks we're going to sign Mbappe. Yeah, like you know, where's that coming from? Look, well, listen, listen. I'm not going in. I'm not going in. Um, Yossi says, <laughs> Yossi says, have you heard the theory of Liverpool using caffeine and other substances to boost players' ability, which has lasted for two years, and now the lads are drained? What happens with cyclists too? I haven't heard oh, wow. that, Yossi. Um, I haven't heard that at all. But listen, it's it's been um, it's it's been an hour and twenty three minutes of. I've enjoyed it. It's been good. Um, Despite well, um, the therapy, context of, of therapy, yeah, it's, it's a bit of therapy. Listen, there's been loads of people in the chat tonight. It's been absolutely flying. If you can hit the like button on your way out, that'd be absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, there's been people from other clubs there, and they've, overall, the vast majority have been excellent as well. Um, and fair play to them. And you're always very welcome, Andy. Anything else before we go? No, 
You're no. good. No more questions for Chris. Would you like to continue? would you like to repeat that question for the tour time for the crack? <laughs> Ask no, no. You'd never get a straight answer off Chris. Oh, he's no, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know how he's not in the House yeah. of Commons or whatever the fuck yeah. they call it. I thought I gave a straight answer to the last uh, one. Uh, he didn't, your bollocks. No, he didn't. He's he's absolute. He's um, he's like Chris Blair. We should call him. He's like Tony Blair. He is. Um, he's a brilliant, well, as I brilliant, asked you a very important politician. question in the WhatsApp group today, and no one sort of replied to me. Oh, was this about? Was this about your um, your your electric toothbrush? Okay. Well, before we hold that, Ray, anything else before no, we go? Um, yeah, there is actually. I, I think this 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 really is a momentous night for Phil Casey, our founding father. I'd say he is celebrating. If you can envisage that Gary Neville champagne kind of picture, yeah. just just yeah. just imagine Phil's face on it now, celebrating, yeah. hanging <laughs> hanging 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 a New Balance flag out the window because um, obviously Nike had the issue. Um, but Chris, tell us about your um, electric toothbrush before we go. What's wrong I mean, with you? There's not much to tell. I'm, 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 I'm sort of just sort of um, realised that there's such a thing. I mean, I knew there was such a thing, but I Hold didn't on. realize what? Hold on. You've, no, you've no, just no, found out finish. today that there's electric toothbrushes. You're going to pick on that statement. When Course I said, I hold on, I made a mistake. Look, I said I realised, I just realised how amazing this invention is. It's an absolutely amazing invention, guys. I mean, I'm assuming talking, from your reaction, you guys talking, knew about electric toothbrush. He's talking here as if we never see him. Well, I'm they asking are. you, but no one responded. They're, so they're, I'm well, the, the thing about electric toothbrushes is they're handy. Um, there's less effort. And they're, they're, actually, they're, act, they're actually better for your teeth than uh, manual toothbrushes. Are they? Amazing. Yes. I thought they'd be worse for your teeth. They're clinically proven. So Andy, you they're clinically me, so proven. me and Andy didn't know about these. They're clinically proven to hit more of your teeth and be less harsh on your teeth. Than, How much are the heads in them? Uh, well, it depends on what you buy. The, the RLB ones are really good, but you replace a head every couple of months, I think. Um, and right. I think it's probably 15 quid for two or three of the heads on it. Um, they're That's brilliant. They're brilliant. I'm going to get one tomorrow. We'll be all what, else we have, what else can you spend your money on at the moment? Nothing. Um, lockdown apparently in Northern Ireland has been exp- extended to the 5th of March, according mm. to... Uh, they should be locked down forever. <laughs> um, but, but, but the only, but the only thing is, um, the only thing is, if that happens, if that happens, um, it, it'll happen here in Ireland as well. I just want to reply to Kevin. Yeah, I just want to reply to Kevin Borland who says watching Grizz rattle is the funniest thing of the night. He doesn't know me very well if he thinks I'm rattled. Nah, that that's not Grizz rattled, though, isn't it? Eh? All, yeah, the, all, the, all the opposition he, fans. He definitely. really doesn't know. He really doesn't know me if he thinks that's, that's going to rattle me. He doesn't know. I've 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 survived three four years in the fucking LFC day trippers WhatsApp group. Yeah, this is and, um, this is bollocks. If, mate. if you can survive yeah. that, I'm sure you can survive yeah, anything. Yeah. We have a follower. Yeah, we've got yes. a follower today. Yeah. Did yeah. we have a follower? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Who's your money on? Who's your money Who's on? Who's gone? Who's your money on? Go on. Who would you guess? Um, the obvious, but I don't know. If that's not no, the obvious. No, didn't go. It's not the obvious. Oh, I know. Is it? Is it? Um, it's a shocker. It's a shoulders. No, no, no. that would be the obvious. <laughs> oh wow, uh, Brenzy. No, no. Joe Walsh. No, no he's loving Definitely it. Definitely not Joe Walsh. Um, no, he's Sean of the Dead. Gar. Sean. 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 Yeah, he's given up. He's gone to support Sligo full time. <laughs> oh, Sean. Wowzers. That's him. Um, what is it? Oh. But anyway, we go again. Someone must have played the old uh, British national anthem or something in there and he wasn't happy about it. <laughs> but um, 
bit of God save the queen for the lads and it didn't work out. <laughs> Come back, Sean. We love you. We'll get them back. We'll get them back. We'll get them back. Are, you really, are you really going playing golf now, Gav? What? You really going playing golf on Xbox now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what me and Veranda Cheese do, um, Neil is his real name, um, and I, we play golf. What we do is we go on and we play 2v2. So it's me and him versus two randomers. A uh, little story for you, by the way. Um, we were atrocious the other night, but we won a game last night and we then we drew one. Three down with three to play. We got a draw. It's over nine holes. Last night, right, we, we, we got back to a draw and then we were playing these same fellas again. They decided to play. They were bleeding, battering us. We were three down, going up 16 and we made a bollocks of it. So he put me to about a foot and I took a three wood out and I launched it about 240 <laughs> yards in the wrong direction. So just to make the opposition, just to make the opposition wait for that win. So um, eventually, they, eventually they just shut us down because we were taking too long to finish the hole. And immediately I got a message saying, uh, sore loser from some American fella. Just hold him, relax your psycho. It's a bleeding video again. Um, so there you go. There you go. So. Sorry, computer. That's what I said to him, relax. Oh, you saw go, it's a computer game. And he said, I'm oh. I'm cool. And I said, so am I. And then I just uh. left it there, just turned off the Xbox. So I'm probably going to turn around now and find a lovely message from this guy. So there you go. All oh, right, see, so you're um, only playing two players, so I can't play. Which no, you can nice. absolutely play. If you, if you come on, the three of us can play and we can all we do what we usually do. But um, yeah, so it's there. Uh, Gav, not on the cans. I'm surprised it's free word. I'm off the cans. Free word. I'm cutting weight. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm about it's eight weeks out. About eight weeks out from um, my big fight, but uh, now genuinely, um, it's uh, I am cutting weight and I'm I'm on a, a strict diet. Um, so there you go, right, lads. We're out of here. We've worked an hour and a half. Fuck's sake, we're always we always say an hour and then it never happens. We said what we're going to talk about for forty five minutes. It feels yeah. like we, did, it feels like yeah. we didn't lose our first game in Anfield uh, in seven years after that. Yeah, I know. No, it I does know. Andy, it does. Right, uh, Ray, Ray, Dicko, Dickinson, uh, thanks a million for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Doesn't count, doesn't count Ray. It's Andy, it's a pleasure. Talk to you in a bit. Yeah, good luck. Gray's my main man. I'll talk to you in a bit. Cheers, bro. Go, go and have a good go off that uh, two plus, yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Can't even remember the result, earlier. The Reds go eight points clear after Wimbry Burnley. <laughs> All the best. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Sports Social Podcast Network.